When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. We are here joined today by, well, from 3,000 miles away, by the one and only (laughs) Rachel O'Brien. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh my God. Thank you. And we're both wearing yellow. We're trying to cheer ourselves up the whole, we're trying to brighten the whole Corona thing. How has your Corona been going? And are you alone? Uh, no, I'm quarantining with my boyfriend. Uh, he's in another room right now. But yeah, yes. um, it's not been bad. Uh, you know, the day just picked up today because my tap shoes arrived. And uh, I plan to take up tap dancing again and make TikTok videos of me tap dancing. <laughs> I I have a whole... So I... Have you done any TikToks yet? Because I've done none. No, not really. Um, I don't... I, I It took me so long. I just actually cheated on my podcast. And I asked her, I was like where are people learning all these dances? Like, is there, is it a setting on TikTok? And she's like, no, you have to like go to like a tutorial and like learn it. I'm like, that takes so much work. So I'm going to create my own dances with the tap shoes. See, uh, well, I think that's great. I downloaded it. So that's a first step. Then I try, I I don't want to do any dancing. I want to do like, I, I want to do the lip syncing is what I want to do. Wait, but I, I haven't I, seen that yet. Well, cause I never, I forget to check it. I downloaded it too. And then I like forget that it exists. I never check it. No, but I am like, I'm using my quarantining time wisely. So I'm like, I think that it's time to learn TikTok. Like it's not going away. Yeah. Wait, what is the lip syncing? It's just people lip syncing to songs or is it like a specific thing everyone's doing? Like a- No, it's like, just like the dancing, but you pick whatever song you want. I mean, listen, my plan is just to sit there and be dramatic and lip sync. But like, I think yeah. you could have props you can, but, and you know, that people are also lip syncing to like, like movies. Like you can oh, be, wow. yeah. Like pick a movie. You can be like both characters and like, look at yourself and go back and forth. It's interesting. Like when people are so good at the lip syncing, I think I'm going to be horrible at it, but I just, I need to like break my you, chair. You need to. Oh, I got to try that. It's probably like lip sync battle kind of where they do like a full on performance. Yeah. yeah. How is how is Sheena doing today? I spoke to her on my podcast last week. That's what reminded me to respond to you and schedule this because Sheena sent me a screenshot of what her schedule was the day we were podcasting. And I saw your name on there and I was like, fuck, I forgot to respond to him. Oh, sorry. Am I allowed to cuss? <laughs> you can cuss. Or was it like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do David's podcast, but oh my God, Sheena's doing it. I guess I Absolutely do it. not. I just truly like, I just truly forgot not because I like didn't want to do it, but I, I've been like developing, developing this whole other podcast that I'm going to put up on Patreon. That's been, I've been engulfed in like researching it. So I wasn't scheduling a lot of stuff so I could like focus on that. And yeah. What is that going to be about? Or you can't really talk about it yet. Um, no, I can. Um, I've been so into like true crime and like these storytelling podcasts where you like learn this like, crazy story from history or this like scandal but I think if I just straight up started doing that on my podcast, people would be like, what? 
where's you know where's the cast of Vanderpump Rules? Um, so I'm doing on Patreon, but I'm doing something called the Seven Deadly Sinners, and mm. um, and it's um, pastor and church scandals like Jim and Tammy ah. Faye Baker. Although I like Tammy Faye, uh, people like that where like they got in a bunch of trouble for like a sex thing or fraud or yeah. I like that. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I have a lot of friends that are like in love with like the history or like the the true crime, like anything crime related. They're like obsessed. I'm I'm absolutely obsessed. Really? I feel like what? You, how long have you been doing your podcast? Like around a year ish. What about I, you? I feel like uh, like over. Wait, my I'm coming up on four years for mine. But oh, like I feel, oh. um, I feel like when I first started my podcast, I never listened to podcasts. Cause I'm like, oh, this is what I do. Like I don't want to. And then I kind of became addicted over the last couple of years. Really? How did you decide to start your podcast? Like how'd that come about? Um, I was a guest on Stassi's a lot, and also just like pretty much every comedian has a podcast. So I was like, I guess I'll just start one. And it just was kind of like I enjoyed doing hers, and so yeah, it sounded fun. Did you love it right away? Yeah, I did. Because it was a way to just like, kind of like a free format where. Yeah. Can, yeah. And Me it was too. always kind of cool to like, it was like a good networking too. Like now we know each other. I wish we were doing this in person, but you know what I mean? Like you, you make like strong connections with people because it is almost the most intimate type of conversation you can have because nowadays people, when they're talking to people, they're like on their phone, but not when you're podcasting. Totally. No, I mean. Yeah, like someone, I'll leave out all the details, just called me this week about hosting something that I would kill to do. And like, it's just someone that I I had on my podcast. I didn't even think that she, you know, it's a long story. She's been out of the public eye for a while. Now she's back mm -hmm. in. It's just, you never know. And I'm like, I oh my God. If I it is so bad. <laughs> it's someone Bravo related. You're like, it rhymes with Bill <laughs> Zarin? No. <laughs> Not her? I would just, no. Yes. It's no Jill Zarin, but that but it's someone that's maybe smaller than her, like in the housewife's world. Got but it. yeah, I had like a very nice conversation. But it you know, I wasn't like, oh my god, like Lisa Vanderpump is coming on my podcast, which mind you would never happen in this reality of the world that I live in. But like it was just someone I was like, oh, I mean, let her I have. I feel like she, I feel like she doesn't do a lot of podcasts. I don't think it's personal. She but doesn't. Yeah, so she yeah so this person called you and asked you to co-host something after you know and we're like it's a lot of it's coming together but I was like who would have ever thought the person that I would never think and I didn't even think that we we had like a nice chat but it wasn't mm -hmm. like oh my god and now I'm like oh well now I love you so it's like That's to so your cool. point just don't know like I think it's like a good way to it's really good for networking I really mm -hmm. I never thought of it that way but like a year in, it's I'm finally starting to see that now. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. But I mean, it's first of all, it's nothing major. It's not like it's a one little thing, and but I'll take it. Yeah. Listen, if you want to throw crumbs over here? I'm not too proud to beg. <laughs> I, I will out on knees and pick up the damn crumbs. Now, so how did you end up in LA? Like I know. So did you know? Tell me your story. Like I, you said this on your podcast tour, which we're going to get into. Like, did you know Kristen from home? No. So I moved to LA pretty young. Like I graduated college early um, in three years. I, I love to brag about that. Um, excuse me. I graduated college in three years too. Oh my gosh. Was it, did you have a high GPA? <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I majored in accounting and I'm a CPA and a lawyer and I graduated with like a 375. So yes. Okay, well, I was a political science major, which is like the easiest thing you can do. I was a oh, three really? eight set. Well, yes, it was because in my college, that's what all the athletes took, and I was like, okay, I can finish this degree quickly and move to LA and try to be an actress or whatever. If they're if they can do it, I can do it. So I did it as quickly as possible with no plans to ever do anything with a poli sci degree. You're just, I mean, that's kind of. I knew I wanted to go to law school. I mean, I practiced law for a minute, but I was the same way. It's I'm so like, okay, I can be in school for six years versus seven. I'm like, sign me up. Like, yeah, like I, where to... I don't mind going to school over the summer or whatever. Uh, what what type of law do you, did you practice? So like I majored in accounting, went to law school, and then like I practiced corporate tax law. Doesn't that seem like me? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm a closet smart person. I mean, I I hate it was so boring. I hated it, hmm. but I was good at like. I like numbers. I, I do like numbers and I like working with numbers and I still like numbers. 
I liked accounting. I mean, law school was a nightmare. I mean, who, what's exciting about law school? But yeah, it wasn't the most exciting time. So you knew you always knew you wanted to be a comedian. Um, I knew I wanted to. Be, I thought I was would be like a comedic actress, like on SNL. Like I didn't, I didn't for some reason realize that stand up could be a job. Like it just didn't it didn't click for me because it's not something I saw on TV all the time. So I always wanted to be on SNL and you know be an actress and. Um, I started stand-up pretty shortly after I moved to L.A. because uh, I realized very quickly being being an actress or a commercial actress or like a print model or whatever I did is basically just waiting for people to tell you yes, going to 3,000 auditions and not having any control over your career, and it's very disheartening. I still do do all that, but I couldn't handle like not being proactive. And so I went to um, grad school for screenwriting and then during that time, I was like, oh, I love writing comedies. I should try these jokes out on stage. And then I started doing stand-up, and then I was hooked. Really? So you just yeah. went to one of those, like, open mic nights, and you're like, I love this? I actually took a stand-up class because I didn't want to waste years, like, not knowing how to write a joke on stage. Like, just going to a bunch of open mics and just not doing it right. So I took a class. So the first time I got on stage was after the class, you know, like, the eight-week class was up. And then we had this showcase. And I invited all my family and friends. And of course, I thought I was hilarious because it's my family and friends there laughing. And then when I went to my first open mic and it's all comics in the room and no one laughs for each other in those situations anyways, I was like, oh, this is really hard. Like, this is going to take years to get good at. Like, yeah, I mean, how do you write a joke? I mean, like how I wouldn't. Did you take a class for that or you just there's no real. Well, yeah, I I mean, stand up class, but. Now it's more so I don't write them out. Like I will write down an idea or like a funny thing that happened or if I said something that like made people laugh or just like a funny thought, uh, I'll write it down and then I try it out on stage. That, if that makes so sense. So you're not like Joan Rivers with all the cards. Oh, no. She, uh-uh. she had all, like who were your comedy, like did you have comedy like idols, so to speak, that you looked yeah. up to? I was obsessed and it's so crazy now because it's just weird how the world works. So I was obsessed with Chris Farley and David Spade uh, from SNL. And now I've been on a ton of the same lineups as David Spade in, in LA, like at the comedy store, which is just so crazy to me. I'm sure he has no idea who I am, but uh, (laughs) we've been on the same lineup. And, uh, and I'm also now really good friends with uh, Chris Farley's brother, Kevin. So it's just like weird how you just end up running into these people as you get older. And then if you live in LA, this is true. It was there anyone like when you were kind of starting out in comedy that now we would know that like, you know, like that hit it big. Um, you know, like, like you always hear of like the Whitney, Whitney, and all that. Yeah. Whitney Cummings and Chris D'Elia, um, like my first year in LA. Uh, and I was, I was, I was friends with Chris cause he ran in the same group of friends. And this is before I even did stand up. They were like, just on, not just starting out, but like, maybe just starting to kind of hit and get like things so but no one would have known their name so I've just those two off the top of my head like early on yeah and then like the auditions you go on now like do you still go out for like serious no, I said yeah I said Chris D'Elia right yeah okay, yeah I was making sure I said the name right. uh ser- yes serious acting stuff yeah well not now right I mean before five weeks ago I said I, I yeah. honestly like I'm used to it by now. Isn't that awful? Like, I'm just like... I kind of am too. Like, it's... I, it didn't take that long to get used to, I feel like. But it must be... I mean, it must be crazier being... I mean, do you even go outside in New York? Like... Like, I was going outside once a week just to go to the store. Like, I'm definitely not going out for any walks or anything. Like, I mean, yeah. it's probably pretty safe. Like, there's really nobody... It's not what you think. Like, there's nobody on the street. So if you went for a walk, it's yeah. probably pretty safe. But I just feel like I don't need a walk really that bad. Yeah, yeah. But So I've been leaving, like, once a week to, like, get food. And I'm getting so much food. Like, the guy at the grocery store the other day, like, thought I was insane. Because I, I, I don't cook at all. I just, uh-huh. I don't cook. So like I get the prepared food and then I'll first, so I'm like, there was this thing of meatballs and I'm like, can I have all of them? And he's like, how many? I'm like, all of them. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, do you understand? Like, and I'm, I'm not that person who's nasty just to like people working in gross, but I'm just like, 
I'm like, why is this such a strange request? Like, I don't want to have to physically come back here for <laughs> seven days. So I basically cleaned out the prepared food section. But now I've stopped going to the grocery store because I'm so sick of eating all the prepared food. It's all the same yeah. that I started ordering like every two days. Yeah. So I'm really not going out at all unless it's like to get food. And that's only at most once a week. Yeah. Well, I just feel like, See, that's a, that's the part that would kind of drive me crazy. Like just not getting like the natural like vitamin D or fresh air at all. Like, I don't know. It, I kind of, I have like a courtyard. I don't know if you can see it. Well, my house looks gross, but do you see it? How oh, there's like a courtyard out there. Oh yeah. So I can just kind of like walk out there and just be like, okay, I can get some like, you know. Well, we have a roof deck here, so I could go up oh, okay. to the roof. But the thing is like today I have my heat on full blast. It's like freezing in New York. And they're talking about maybe snow this weekend. Oh my God. For yeah, real? I think I think like a tiny bit of snow. I don't think a it's lot. It's not good for I, the virus. God. I'm f so it's, it's, yeah. So when it's warm, maybe I'll go up to the roof deck. And I did take one walk one day, but mm -hmm. no time, no time recently. Yeah. So gosh. I, I have like big windows and like I could see the street. So it's like, I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of out there, even though I'm not. Like I open the yeah. window. <laughs> So, so you came to New York, I mean, so you came to LA and then, so you did like the struggling comedy thing when you first started out. Oh yeah. And I then, was the struggling comedy thing for my first like six years of comedy. <laughs> and then when was your, like, when did you get like a first break? Um, I think where it felt like, oh, I'm a real comic was when I started getting paid for it. Um, so when when I was asked to like open for larger comics and when I started traveling for it. So try to think like, I don't even know the first place I went, but I was regularly going to Reno. Ugh. My, let me tell you a week in a casino in Reno, Nevada, cause you're there for a week. And Reno's not a place, even though my grandparents have a house there and they love to talk about how great Reno is. I'm like, it's not, have you been downtown? Um, it, it is like, you just don't really want to walk around the downtown area. And so you're basically just, and I'm by myself, like you're basically just inside a casino for a week. Like, and all you do, you like kind of are like, well, I guess I'll just make another lap around here. And then you just perform at night, eat buffet food. It's like a little depressing. Um, so it's doing those kinds of things. And I think the, maybe the moment I felt like, oh, I'm good enough to really do this um, is when I did it like a USO tour. Well, it's, AFE Armed Forces Entertainment, but I don't think people know what that is. So similar to a USO tour where you go and uh, entertain the troops overseas. That was the coolest thing I've ever done. So that probably That's is good. what it felt. Yeah, that was probably when it felt like, oh, things are happening. That's good. So kind of are working and doing what you want, which is nice. Yeah. So now how is it that you met Kristen Doty? Well, we were we were doing showroom modeling. It's very glamorous. <laughs> Trying on jeans for people. <laughs> tell us about that. So how does that work? It's just also hilarious that I ever even had modeling agents because I'm like five five and curvy. Like it's just ridiculous, but whatever. Um, I mean, Kristen. No, I, actually, I like think that that's funny. Yeah, it's like Kristen actually looks like someone that could have been a model. I mean, she's five nine and lanky and skinny. It's like, and then I was like her like short sidekick friend, but um. She, uh, so anyways, I, she actually wasn't even living in LA at the time. So we happened to have the same agent in LA cause she was thinking about moving here. So she got a LA modeling agent and we were booked on the same job where we would, um, try on jeans and showrooms for like Neiman Marcus would come in and we would try on these jeans and then they decide if they wanted to put them in their store. And I, maybe oh it was God. like both of us because like we wore the same size jean, but it was like two different body types. So maybe they were trying to show that anyways. So then I was basically her first friend in LA. So even before she moved here and then I encouraged her to move here and she did. And um, then Kristen and I were on a different modeling job where Jax also was. And that's how we met Jax. And yeah. So one day you said, well, I'm coming up in the comedy world and I need to make extra money and I'm five, five. And I think modeling is the way to go. <laughs> I mean, <it> was <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. Yeah. I mean, at the time that like, 200 or $300 a day that I, you know, got for that, like seemed like a lot, you know, it was I mean, way like, when I was making it a waitressing job. Yeah. I mean, Hey, if I, someone wanted to pay me to stand there with jeans on, I would do it. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. So you but met Kristen. I was like a very combative waitress when I was one, it was very brief that I ever worked in a restaurant and I like 
I I definitely was a I wasn't mean to the customers, but I would like argue with the manager when they'd be like, you need to be on call. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. Unless you're going to pay me to be on call, I'm not going to be on call. <laughs> like, like, They're like, this just isn't working. <laughs> I would have been horrible at it too. I mean, I don't know how I couldn't carry all those plates or especially yeah. glasses. I don't, I would drop everything. That's just yeah. me. So you met Kristen on the modeling job. And then that's where you met Jax was trying on jeans for the men. Yeah, well, similar. Yeah, he was, it was like a, this uh, showroom uh, convention y thing in Las Vegas. So he was in a booth across from us. And that's and I where truly, Yeah, that's where she met him too. Met Jax. And when was this? Like, how much before like Vanderpump Rules was this? Like, how many? I mean, approximately. This would have been 2007. I want to say like at least four or five years before. How long? See, it's 2020. What season are they on? eight yeah yes so yeah that's about probably five years after Vanderpump started and then you just all became friends were you like was Jax hitting on you was he hitting on Kristen was he hitting on both of you where was Jax's intentions upon this first meeting he was we were it was like a three-day convention and so he was like across from us the whole time and Kristen thought he was cute I was like that looks like a douche he looks like trouble like like I could just tell that he was trouble um, and she, whatever. And then he came over to talk to us and Kristen thought he was coming to talk to her. She would say this too. She said it at the show and she's yeah. embarrassed to admit it now. And then she said that he went straight up to me and she was like <laughs> kind of mad, but I was not interested in him until um, this is quite embarrassing, but I was only 21 years old. Um, he told me he drove a pickup truck and I was like, Oh, he's probably wholesome then. Like what a down to earth guy, a pickup truck. <laughs> so a pickup truck is wholesome in LA, huh? I don't know. I'm from a small town. So where are you from again? I forgot. Uh, Astoria, Oregon. Oh, that town. sounds like, that sounds like a small town. Yeah, it is. So he was interested in you. Kristen was like, damn. And he drove a pickup truck and you said, all right, I'll like go on. And he like asked you out that day. Yeah. And then Jax is very much one of those um, those guys where, like, by the third date, he's like, I love you. Like, let's be up to be together forever. Like, just all the things. And you're like, okay, it seems a little quick. But, again, I'm 21 years old. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then, and then Jax and I introduced Kristen and Sandoval. So I had met Sandoval a few times just with Jax because that was one of his friends. And for whatever reason, I was like, he plays the guitar. Kristen plays the guitar. Sandoval's got the same haircut as Kristen right now. <laughs> They're going to get along. And then, so we introduced them and then they started dating. So you are responsible for Sandoval and Kristen. I mean, essentially Vanderpump rules. I also drove I, Kristen to her interview at Sir. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into all of this. So now, okay. So you are now, you introduced them and you are now dating Jax at this point. Yeah, I regret it, but yes. Now, how long did you listen? We all make mistakes, Rachel. This is a safe space. We will not hold this against you. I have made many worse mistakes than someone like Jax Taylor. So, you know, okay. I don't know. I don't know if the pickup truck would have done it for me, but <laughs> I'll try to understand where you're coming from with that one. Um, but wholesome is nice. So how long did you date Jax for? Uh, just about a, just about a year. Are you like, I mean, and we will, we're going to talk more about you. This isn't just, I, I didn't invite you here just to talk Vanderpump Rules. It's okay. Um, so you dated him for about a year and then what happened with this relationship? Um, I mean, obviously I suspected him of cheating on me the entire time, but I just couldn't quite catch him or, or he'd have such a good excuse. So I didn't think his excuse was good. It was more just like I couldn't put up with the theatrics when he would try to lie about it. He'd be like, everyone's out to get me. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, just calm down. You're bugging me. Fine, I believe you, whatever. Um, but then uh, uh, we happened to be both, Jax and I got a, um, a callback for a Lexus commercial. And so did this other model that I knew that he knew but they were acting really weird. It was just me, him and her in the room. They were acting really weird towards each other. And then afterwards I was like, don't you know her? Didn't you guys like sort of friends? And he's like, oh yeah, whatever. And then um, I looked at a MySpace message, I think between the two of them. And she wrote to him and she was like, that was so weird with your girlfriend there. And then I found out a way, find a, found a way to contact her, asked her if it happened. 
she said yes and then apologized. I was like, don't worry about it. I've been, but finally, I know I've been looking for a reason to like end this thing. So he, he denied it, of course. And then his sister, Jenny, actually was the one that like forced him to admit it to me. So like, and then you ended it. Yeah, but I got the best revenge ever. So oh my God, was, tell me. So we were supposed to go to Florida for um, Thanksgiving. And then I found that out. And so I didn't go. And so he flew home. Well, like two days after I found out he cheated on me, um, I got asked out on a date um, by uh, his favorite character in his favorite TV show. <laughs> and so, and then he found out that I went out with uh, Matthew Perry like two days after we broke up and he was so mad. So his favorite show is Friends and um, Matthew Perry. I mean, Perry obviously. And Friends was on the air at this time. No, it, it ended a little while ago. He, Matthew was 39 at the time. I don't know. So, I think she- wait, before we continue this conversation, I really need to talk about something. I need to tell you guys about Care Of. It is a wellness brand and it makes it so easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan. It not only helps you feel your best today, but really supports you long-term. And this is hassle-free. It's vitamins and supplements delivered right to your front door. Now, what I think is one of the best things about Care Of is the online quiz. It is literally, it's a fun quiz. It takes about five minutes. It asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, and any health concerns you have to achieve your specific wellness goals. I mean, the questions really are fun. It kind of gives you like an in it kind of gives you an insight into your life and makes you like look at things like it asks you how much sleep do you get how often do you work out do you follow any particular type of diet and really like what are you concerned about your hair your skin you know your overall wellness the health of your nails it really it's it covers everything so the quiz is really fun and then the thing is right then and there there's no waiting at the end it tells you what they recommend. For me personally, you know, we're heading into the winter. I want to lean out a little bit. I need more energy. I want to get some more sleep. I just want a clear mind. I want to be very focused and productive. So these are the things that were important to me. And of course, I care about the health of my hair and my nails and my skin. I mean, looking good is important. So these are the things that were kind of my focus. And then for me, it recommended a complex Viva, a complex B vitamin, a calcium vitamin, electrolytes, and this great whey protein. Let me just tell you, the quality of this whey protein is, I don't know if you've taken like protein powders in the past, a lot of them don't taste good. This tastes so good and it has wholesome ingredients. And I love that you can recognize the ingredients like organic cocoa. I know what that is. Pink Himalayan sea salt. So I love the fact that I could recognize the ingredients and it really tastes good. And also what I love is each recommendation comes in an individually wrapped packet. So I don't know about you, but the pharmacy aisles are so confusing to me where everything is lumped together. This gets you back on a schedule and everything is one per packet or two per packet, whatever the dosage is, it's in its own packet. So it really helps you get on a schedule. I cannot speak highly enough about Care-of. Take the online quiz and then these vitamins and supplements will come right to your front door. And I really would love to hear what everyone's like health goals and wellness goals are and what was recommended for you guys. Now, here's the thing. Because you listen to the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, you're getting 50% off your first order. So go to TakeCareOf.com. That's TakeCareOf.com. And you enter the code, code VELVET50. That's VELVET50. And if you enter VELVET50 after you go to TakeCareOf.com, you're going to get 50% off your first order. It's that simple. Go in, fill out the quiz, answer the questions honestly, and these vitamins and supplements and powders, everything is going to come to your front door. And I don't know, I feel much better already, but that's just me. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. I mean, okay, were you like, I mean, I'm sure you're a nice, wholesome girl and all, but you know, like friends money is no joke over here. So like, were you like, holy shit, like that's it? Uh, I'm done. I, I could do comedy like once a week, never again. Yeah. I could hone my craft and never work. This, this, this uh, is this is how my sick mind thinks. I mean, well, first of all, it, it that would involve him like 
wanting to, you know, date me, date me. But actually, he did. Like, I have, I, we've been actually friends for, uh, I mean, the last time I saw him was in New York when he had a play running there and I went to his play and stuff. Like, we've remained friends throughout this, the last 12 years or so, 11 years. But I don't think, I don't think we're a good match in the dating, whatever. And and now looking back, he's too old for me, I think. But at the time, but the time when it was, he was still in his 30s, granted, he was still like 18 years older than me. Interesting. It seemed okay. But anyways, it was still great revenge for Jax. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. That is really good. Did you ever get to Miss Courtney Cox? I'm obsessed with Courtney Cox. Did you ever get to her through Matthew Perry? It just didn't go that far. No. Uh-uh. Okay. I mean, listen, I just, you know, this is, but I understand, like, if you don't like the person, you probably shouldn't date them just for yeah, all these no, other I, things. I did, I did like him. It was just, it was, yeah, didn't quite click. So then let's go now to Sir. So now who worked at Sir before Kristen? Like Sandoval was already working there. Jax was already working there. No, no. I think, I don't even think Sandoval worked there. I think it was uh i don't i actually don't know you have to ask krista i don't know if if stassi and katie were there when kristen was there i don't remember because chris Chris and i didn't hang out for a few years once Jax and i broke up because it's like she was constantly with sandoval and Jax. it's like what you know that makes sense yeah but then you fell back in with each other but then you fell back in with each other Mm-hmm. and then one day she's like, I need a job and this restaurant is hiring and it's a hot restaurant in LA and I'm please drive me there for my interview. Yeah. That was like right when she first moved here. It was like her first job. So very early on, I think she got sand of all the job at sir. That's what, yeah, that's what I think. And then I think Stassi worked there before Jackson and Stassi got Jackson job there. And then were you, so you were hanging out with Kristen and Tom and you and Jax, it was no big deal. Just like, whatever let's be friends now oh, oh no that that took i mean once i once jacks and i broke up i never spoke to him for years um and so like so in turn i didn't speak to kristen either so this is years years later so i fell back into hanging out with kristen i mean kristen and i would still talk and we were friendly but i fell back in hanging out with her when producers um asked me to do the show oh so producers asked, i don't even know this yeah i had a mutual friend with one of the field producers and um I, I had no interest in being on the show we just went out one night and she was just asking me a bunch of questions and I was telling her about Jack's dating him and all that and then I got a phone call about a week later asking if I'd like to go in for an interview and blah 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 and I did and then they called me and they said we'd love for you to be on the show um but you need to work at sir and I was like I'm not gonna go on tv and say that I work at a restaurant when I don't work at a restaurant my thought process in that was I was already starting to kind of tour as a comedian and I was like I think I wanted to like sell it that I was maybe like that's what I did for my full-time job when it was really only my half-time job at that point but I also had like I was managing apartment buildings on the side and that was like paying the rest of my bills like I didn't need to work there and I just didn't want to and so then they were like oh well then you can't be on the show if you don't work at sir I was like no problem and then they called back again and they were like actually yes Kristen really does need a friend and um, we will have your first scene on the show be you doing stand-up comedy. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm sold now. So I thought okay. that would help. But then, they, but then they completely only used like a quarter of a joke. It wasn't funny because it was that not the whole joke. And But whatever, it's still. Yeah. But everybody else really technically like worked there. Like Sheena, all of them, like they actually oh, yeah. worked at her. Mm-hmm. And- and they wanted you to get a job waitressing there kind of just to be on the show. Like you would have gotten a real job there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they wanted it centered around the restaurant. They're still trying to do that. Right. Um, right. Which, which started my whole trajectory of like not being great for the show. And then I realized very quickly, I, I don't like fighting with people. And I, I'm just, I don't want to like 
create drama or sleep with someone's boyfriend. Like I was just not interested. Reality TV is just not for everyone. I it's get really it. not. Yeah. And they it's really don't want to like, hear my like my like sarcastic under the breath comments about how ridiculous this is. Like doesn't really like work well on camera in those scenarios. Probably not. Like probably <laughs> not. No, I mean I get it. Like I I talk to a lot of housewives that are like, yeah, you know, I thought I was coming on to really give an accurate portrayal of my life. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize like they really don't care about my real life. I needed to bring drama and that was one season and I'm never going to go back to reality TV ever. I'm like, yeah. I get it. And then yeah. you have other people that are just born for this. Yeah. So well, you I don't think have- they learn the game of it sort of like I had just had Deandra Simmons from Real Housewives of Dallas on my podcast. And right. I asked her if like, she was naturally like a confrontational person. Cause she doesn't really seem like it based on what I was talking to her and she was like no I'm not at all naturally she goes but I learned that that's what you have to do like you learn what they want and then you you know yeah play the game yeah no I I I had Deandra on here like a long time ago I would agree with that I I would agree with all of that like mm-hmm. the people that are there especially like five ten years they know what they're doing and yeah so you don't have any regrets like now, now that it's such like a mega hit, like, oh my God, that could be me. Nothing like no. that. No, because I, I'm okay that like, maybe like it, seemingly the trajectory of my career is maybe slower in people's eyes or like, I'm not famous like them, but like, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I don't necessarily care about being famous. Obviously like that, you know, only helps to sell tickets to shows and things like that. And like, you know, I want to, you know, do larger things, which I will, um, I'm okay that this is what I'm doing because that wasn't for me. And that's, that's great for them. It's just not, not my thing. You're so not LA, <laughs> which is not bad. I'm just, you know, we're, we're like getting to know you here a little yeah. bit. So that is great. So now, so like Kristen was working there. So when Kristen got a job there and you were friends with her and friends, with all these other people was Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on at that time? I think so. That's been on for so long. I, I mean, I, I I just lose track of like specific years. Myself. Yeah. I don't, I don't, or maybe, or maybe it had just started like right afterwards or something. Because I don't remember when she got a job there, her ever mentioning like, oh, this is owned by one of the Real Housewives yeah. ladies or something. But I could be wrong. Just curious. So, I mean, I can't, like, did you, being friends with Kristen, like, do you remember when, like, she was working there and they were all working there and then they're like, oh, well, Beverly Hills is now a huge thing and guess what? They're bringing this TV show to serve. Kristen and I weren't, like, um, regularly hanging out or talking during that time. So it was more like I saw it somewhere or Jax and I still had uh, a lot of mutual friends. Actually, they kind of chose me in the breakup. But um, maybe one of them told me, I, I forget. And so I kind of like saw it, that that was happening. And yeah. It's just like, I can't imagine being like, you know, like your real job is like wait staff and then being like, okay, you're chosen for a TV show. You're chosen. You're chosen. Like, I, yeah, just, you know, like, crazy. Just like the psychological of like what would go through your mind, you know, knowing that it was like Lisa and Beverly Hills was such a hit and being like, I'm serving. And if this takes off, like this could be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that, a lot uh, of them at the time were weighing though, because they still wanted to be actors. And that was at a time where it was still like, if you do reality, you can't be an actor. And that, that was very much why I didn't want to do the show either. Unless that my storyline was going to be that I was a comedian. Cause I was like this, I want it to help my enhance my career, not hurt it. I mean, I think that people can now cross over, but that was still a time where people were very shaky about it. And so I think a lot of them were looking back when I've like interviewed them, like nervous about that. And I think that the original cast members who dove right in, even though they were nervous, kind of resent the people that tried to like the people that worked there. And then second season, when they realized it was a success, were like, oh, yeah, now I kind of want to be involved because they saw that it worked. That makes sense. You mean the people that weren't on the show? That did yeah, like be on the show. Yeah, originally they didn't want it to hurt their like potential acting career. Right. So I don't think any of those people are really, but I know there were some other people that worked there that kind of realized later that they wanted to be involved. 
I could see all of that. Like, I could see yeah. not wanting to do reality TV for those reasons, especially back then. And then, especially by the third season, being like, fuck, I wish I was on this TV show because I'm standing next to Stassi and she's going to serve the same stuff I am and no one cares. And Nastasi has a house. Yeah. So all of that makes sense to me. Um, so then you and Kristen kind of fell back in with each other. Oh, uh, yeah. And then how did your podcast tour come about that you, so you guys did a mini podcast tour. You were supposed to go on more dates. Yeah. Got canceled, obviously. I was, and I was at, we met through the Detroit show where I flew there for about, well, here was my thoughts because I did mm-hmm. do a recap of that show on this show. I don't think. Were you nice out- about it? I was. Okay, so here's the thing. My ultimate thing after we met and I asked you to be on my podcast and you were coming to Boston and Long Island, my thoughts were when we were going to do that, I was going to save my review and just do a real-time review with you sitting there to your face. So it would have been, you see what a great show that would have been? I had a whole show planned for us. And then you were going to maybe bring Kristen. We I wanted you anyway, regardless, but I told you I would cut off my arm if you brought Kristen. (laughs) But you were welcome regardless. But that did not happen. So I had to eventually just do that as a separate show. But I don't even know if I released it yet. That's how all over the place I am. I was I was nice because, okay, so I said this is the thing. So you guys did, how many cities did you play? Like three before uh, Corona or four? No, we did just those two. We did Denver and Detroit. Yeah. And then you were going to do Boston, which was canceled, and, and Long Island. Yeah. I still think those should be rescheduled at some point. I yes. understand schedules are conflicting. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know how that's going to go with whenever Every- this fan comes up. And then if Vanderpump gets another season, Kristen probably can't do it in the summertime. Um, but so I'll probably, I don't know if I'll, I might save those spots because I've already done Boston by myself a couple times. Um, I might just doing stand up. I might save those two cities and wait till Kristen can come back but I'll probably just start touring by myself because I have to. Do you find, I'll come see you if you're by yourself. Um, Do you find like certain cities, like, is it so much easier in like the smaller cities? Like they don't get as much choices there. I mean, this is such a stereotype, but I've Uh, traveled to these places and I notice a difference in the audience. Like you get like just more love and then you come to like a, a New York audience or like an LA audience and they're just like, eh, you're good. <laughs> or yeah. you're yeah. great, but it's a harder standard. Um, I feel like it's just like, it, well, I'm trying to think. Like I've never really done, um, I've never really like headlined a show in New York. I guess I co-headlined one with my friend Natasha before we did our European tour. Um, and LA is not really that type of thing, like in the, just in the comedy circuit, like it's more like a bunch of comedians are in the same line with the comedy store. It's not like, so it's kind of hard to tell cause I've never really headlined here in the, in the, um, but Boston being a big city is one of my favorite cities to perform in. And, um, that's usually like, they're an awesome crowd. So yeah, but the smaller ones, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, sold out a venue in Wichita, Kansas very easily. And they were so fun. It was a blast. And it was just, you know, me doing an hour or whatever stand up. That's good. And how did the idea to involve Kristen come about? Um, I mean, obviously we'd sell more tickets together. Number one, um, number two, it's just fun to be with someone on the road. And I just thought it would be a fun sort of like, um, mix of uh where i get get to do like a live podcast but i also get to do stand up and um i'm not alone on the road kind of i used to do it with my friend um sabrina she would be my live podcast guest and she's just like my childhood best friend who's hilarious so this isn't even something she does for a living but um she's a flight attendant so she could fly for free so i would be like hey you want to join in on the show with me and so i'd bring her with me and yeah sort of just like it's just fun did Kristen like jump at the idea or was she like, Oh, I don't know. Like, what is this? Or was she like, this sounds amazing. She was just like, yeah, sounds fun. And she's not I mean, like when, I mean, we did some like, um, sketch shows together. Um, so she was used to being on stage. Right. Which we, we saw a little bit of that on the show. 
Yeah. Well, they I mean, chopped that too. They chopped that down too. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. I mean, in my review, which because I drink so much vodka, then like I started forgetting little nitty gritties. But I do think like what I said, I thought worked is because you do do stand up first. Like I think that totally helps. You're funny. It's like you do your stand-up. So it's almost like two segments of the show, which I thought worked. That was mm-hmm. a lot of my review. Then I was trying to remember specific jokes, which I couldn't really remember, which is why I was like, if you were here in person, this would have been great. You know what? I remember the one funny joke because gay men do this too, is like gay men, like, well, at least a lot of them I know, like you have all these shirtless, that you have all these pictures with no shirt on. Mm-hmm. And then you take that damn baby, like, oh, I'm babysitting my nephew. I'm like, listen, bitch, you don't give a <laughs> shit about your damn nephew. You just want to be sitting there with the baby looking like you're like some nice person, but you literally are showing off and like, you haven't eaten in like a month to have this body. So Absolutely. I thought your baby joke about like, the woman, it's, I was like, it gay men do this problem. too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But it, the, the gays do that too all the time. Like all of a sudden, it's like ninety nine pictures of you shirtless, and here you are with another one, and you happen to have a baby. Yeah, you just had no needed different. an excuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. You're home for Christmas, and there's your sister's child, and put a wife. damn shirt on in front of the baby. Right. Like I don't get it. So that was funny. But then I was trying to remember some of the other jokes, and I was like, well, I think I drank too much. Not that I was even that drunk. But then my, I thought my the, fan pick joke is my personal favorite. Which one was that? It's about like the um, guy who uh, that I went out with who just like flopped his baby whale penis out in front of me. And I said, like, what would be the equivalent if a girl did that? It'd be like if a girl fan kicked her vagina in your face, like, and I do a fan kick. (laughs) Now it's all coming back to me. And like your- That's a a terrible telling of it. It's a much longer- No, but like now I'm like- no, that's funny. Now, and like all your jokes are based on like real things yeah. that happen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Well, listen. I, observations. I mean, that one, the one with the baby and the, you know, women just having kids to, as an excuse to take a selfie. It's like just an observation of people. Right. And did you find like you sold more tickets quickly with Kristen? And like, did you, like, did you get a sense from the audience? Like, I mean, like, you're totally funny and it was a great show, but did you get a sense of like, oh my God, these are like crazy fucking Vanderpump fans? I mean, for the two shows you went to or it was um, a mixture? Def- yeah, I mean, he, I mean, a lot of Vanderpump fans come to my shows anyways, if, if, even if uh, Kristen's not there, um, just because they're, I mean, loyal, nice people. Um, I think, I mean, Detroit, it, Detroit was hard to gauge because it's Kristen's hometown too. So yes, right. it sold a lot more quickly, but like Denver sold, I mean, we sold it out, but it sold kind of the same as if I was just by myself. That makes sense. So yeah. I can't really, I can't really gauge it yet. And Boston was already selling kind of how I had previously sold it before. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. Now, do you watch Vanderpump Rules? Not like by, choice. not like by choice. It, only if like, like I watched the episode before Sheena was on my podcast. Cause I needed to know what to ask her about. So totally. yeah. I had to watch a whole season over the past weekend of Married to Medicine LA second season. Cause I was having two people come on here and I was Is like, it good? It, yeah. So like the first season was last year. The second mm-hmm. season's coming out in like a month. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what it is? There's only eight. There's only eight episodes that really helps, and there's only five main characters. So, like, you know, sometimes, like, the, like, original Married to Medicine, I don't know if you ever watched it, Mm. there's too many people. Like, I get confused. Yeah. I mean, not completely, but there's too much. So, like, this was, like, it was an easy watch, and it was, like, actually really good. Interesting. No, I've I've never seen it. I hate that, though, when you have someone on. Like, I get pitched a lot of guests, and I don't, like, I don't really watch really any reality TV. And so like, like uh, Deandra's PR picture to be on my podcast. And so I like accepted and I was like, yeah, and I scheduled it. And then I was like, should I got to like quickly cram a few episodes in because I can't just be like, so who's on the show with you? Cause I've kind of done that before. And I realized like, it's like, you know, listen, first of all, now you can just text me because yeah, I I'll can tell, like, you tell you what's going on. I, yeah. I could have given you the top line of Real Housewives of Dallas in like 10 seconds. That so show is just, actually kind of good. I, you I should. watched only like three or four episodes, but it was good. So like you get, you get pitched a lot of like reality guests, a lot of reality yeah. guests. 
Is yeah. that what you yeah. Both reality most? or just, you know, a lot of different people. Like, I just had this woman, Danny Shapiro, on who's um, written, I think, like 10 books. She's amazing. And she's got a show called, a podcast called Family Secrets. It's a really popular podcast. And, like, people like her, like, her PR will pitch her to me. And um, I have such a variety of people. Which I, which I love. Like, I don't want it to just be reality TV people or, and I don't want people to only come to my podcast for like Vanderpump Rules guests and stuff, you know? Right. And that, that's a good place to be though. Like where people are pitching you guests. That's really yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like I appreciate that. That's kind of the ideal place to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think makes like some of the best guests? on your podcast uh-huh. like is it people you're interested in just like people with different stories like or is there just it just depends uh, and, are, and are you shocked because I'm often shocked a lot sometimes people are exactly what I expect expect and then other times I'm like this is going to be a and I'm like that was just fell so flat and then other times I'm like I, I like talked to someone today like in a housewife from the OC she hasn't been on for years and I'm just like mm-hmm. <sighs> let me just do this. It'll be nice. And she was just like, great. You know what I mean? So I feel like yeah. sometimes I just can't tell. Sometimes people really surprise you. I think, um, I mean, most, for the most part, I've, su- I've had such a variety of guests. I don't know. I love when like people really like Wendy McLennan Covey, who's, um, on Goldberg's and bridesmaids. Yeah. I love that. Uh, she was super funny and super real. Uh, and was like very open and honest about like her struggles with depression and things like that. Like, I love when a guest surprises you with like really, um, interesting information that you didn't expect. And they're really open and honest and raw. And Deandra was like that too. Like she talked about her struggles with depression and, you know, some uh, stuff that went on in her family. And like, I, I, I find that very refreshing. Yeah, I actually love all that too. Totally. I think the thing that I really don't like though is when someone is very, I think it's like very surface level. Like I'll get pitched someone where the 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 per their PR whoever's sending the email will be like, and she'd love to talk about her lifestyle blog and her her beauty tips and fitness tips. I'm like, I don't think I can keep a straight face the entire time just being like, ah, uh-huh, so you just want to curl your eyelashes? Ah, yay. <laughs> like it's right, like when there's too much of an agenda. And it's just like vapid stuff that I just don't care all totally. that much about. Totally. I've been there. Um, what else did I want to ask you? Podcast guest. You love your podcast. You love your comedy love tour. You're going to do more of your comedy tour. Um, I absolutely love stand up. It's the greatest freaking job ever. <laughs> you love Like you're just, you love it. And as I, far there's as not, like, there's nothing better. Really? Like, is it the instant, like, gratification from the audience? Like, is that what you love? Like, entertaining people? I mean, not, like, in a selfish way, just, like, feedback. Yeah, it's, like, it's instant feedback. And it's almost like knowing that you can wrangle this many people to, you can entertain with just your voice um, and a microphone. Like, it's, it's really cool. And it's cool, like, kind of the, like, oh, is this going to go well? Is this not going to go well? Like, the nerves of it. That I love, I like love meeting the people that come to my show, like all my podcast listeners and like, they're just amazing. And then I also love the travel. Like I get to go, I mean, I've, uh, I've performed in Kosovo, <laughs> the farthest place I've wow. performed. That was, that was for the troops. But I mean, um, I, I did a European tour last year. I got to go to um, Prague and uh, Berlin, all these places. Like, it's just cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, like, what happens when, like, a joke just doesn't go over? Like, can the audience tell, you know, or is it just kind of mixed in between so many other jokes that you're just, like, you covered it up and you move on? Or you can tell, but can the audience tell? Um, well, yeah, like, if there's, you don't get huge laughs. Sometimes they just brush over it, or sometimes I'll be, like, I'll, like, call it out and, like, make a joke about it. It is being stand-up, like, way harder than acting. Like, for all these auditions you're going on, like, it's just, it's, probably the hardest thing out of everything that you do um yes and no the reason why it's it's harder because it's live and it's like public speaking and you know all the things that would make people nervous but I've had so much practice at this point that I wouldn't necessarily like I don't get to go acting every day you know you can't just right you have to have an audition or you have to get booked on something but I can go do stand-up every day if I want so it's just I've had so much practice, it seems easier. That makes sense. And yeah. in this current season on Vanderpump Rules, we are seeing, you know, the way that 
Kristen is being treated by Stassi and Katie, like, you know, being her friend mm-hmm. in real life. Like, are you friends with Stassi and Katie at all? Like, do you have anything? Or is it just you haven't Sorry, spoken to them? Sorry, one Oh, it's okay. I see you checking performance something. performance reduced, closing Skype may help your Mac cool down. Why is it so hot? Yeah, okay, can it. I just tell you that my Mac... Uh, whatever. It might my be fine. Mac, is it, like, glitching for you? You are fine, but I have to tell you from doing is so many glitching? of these... Now, can you hear me? You seem fine to me. Uh, you're glitching now a little bit. Let's see. I really? think you might be. Yeah. I think it's okay now. I can see you perfectly. You sound great, okay. too. Okay. I think um, it's fine now. What was I saying? Okay, so as far as, like, do you have any communication with Stassi and Katie? Or, you know, we see what's going on on the show. Like, I know Kristen just said online it was hard, it's hard to watch back. What's going mm-hmm. on there? Um, uh, I don't, I mean, I, have, I haven't reached out to Katie in a while. I don't think, you know, Katie and I are, like, I mean, fighting or anything. I think that, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, awkward or something. I think it's just, like, but, I mean... Over the last, like, year or so, like, Katie and I weren't, like, regularly hanging out all the time. And, like, they moved to the Valley and, like, you know, just, but not for no other reason than, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Stassi, I, I don't talk to. Um, again, just, I, I don't know. We just sort of, like, fell out of touch or she's mad at me for some reason. I, I truly don't know. And, uh. The times like that I, I had reached out, I was like either not getting a response or when I would like see her in person, like she was just sort of like standoffish sort of towards me. So it just like I don't know. I I, I don't know. I think I have really have no answer for if they like me or not. I mean, I think that they just don't. I think it's just I'm not. I don't know. I don't think Katie is. I I really don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't like that I'm so close with Kristen. I but I've never bothered to ask and. I don't know. How do you feel about like what's going on with them and Kristen? Like it's a little mean girls ish. Yeah. It it hurts me for Kristen, you know, Um, like that um, Sandoval's birthday party, which was actually my actual birthday. Um, I was there and uh, I went, I left with Kristen and went back to her house because it was kind of heartbreaking to see. It's actually felt more heartbreaking in person than it even did how it aired on the show. I did watch that part. Um, it was just sort of like, like, fine if you don't want to be friends with her, but do you need to, like, is that necessary? Like, that's just so, it just, it hurt me for Kristen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it's sad. It just, it didn't need to be that extreme. And maybe, maybe they finally just had to, like, yell at her, I guess, because she kept not understanding that they didn't want to be friends or something. I don't know. But I think now Kristen's in such a great place. I think, um, I think she loves them and, and misses them, but I think she's not like begging for their friendship anymore. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, good... it's sad. Yeah. It's, it is sad. Like, do you think they'll ever be friends again? Yeah, I think so. I don't know though. I mean, if the show like doesn't continue and they're not, don't have to be in contact anymore. I don't know. Maybe they'll all go their separate ways, but I don't know. I, I'd like to think that they will be. I mean, I don't work for Bravo, but my gut says the show is going to continue for a while. Yeah, I think, I think so, too. I think so. Do you know any of the new kids? Uh, I like Dana a lot. I don't know any of the other ones. I don't even think I've really ever been around them, uh, except for, like, maybe at a group party setting. Um, yeah, but I like Dana a lot. She uh, she did my podcast, and uh, I oh, that's think it's cool. I think it's cool that she's starting on comedy, and I, I support her on that. And she, yeah, she's awesome. What about James and Raquel? How did you feel when Kristen was dating James? Uh, I was hanging out with Kristen like a lot during that time, and so I was around James a lot. Um, I, I he was not a good boyfriend. Uh, he had a big temper. Um, but I think Raquel is very sweet. I mean, she's always been very sweet in person, and she's very pretty. And like, I just I have no problem with her. I mean, James is just a volatile human being. I mean, I don't I don't really have a problem with him, but. I don't know why I have a soft spot for James. I think a lot of people do. I mean, I I met him. I went for my podcast. I went to cover something in 
Buffalo, New York. I went there for about like six hours, which I mean, it's not far from New York, but it's not close. You have to get on a plane. And he was doing it was like some small club. This is before he started like playing the big spaces. And it was like I was staying at the same hotel as him. So like I ran into him in the lobby. And then like afterwards, like, listen, it's Buffalo. There's not a lot going on. So then like we were hanging out. We were hanging out with him after. And I'm just like. There's some I have such a soft spot for James. I don't know why. Yeah. I always go for like a wounded bird. Like that's yeah. maybe this is why I'm single. But <laughs> I always go for that like just wounded bird. I actually used to do that for a long time, but I had to like stop myself from doing that. Like you can't save people. It's not your job to. Where'd you meet your current boyfriend? I did see your pictures with that blanket. You guys were quarantining together. So I just didn't uh, know if like I was trying to be politically correct because people are getting like shamed on Instagram. People are getting quarantined. There's now there's no more slut shaming or mom shaming. There's quarantine shaming. So like yep. if you're in a picture with someone and then you're actually not quarantining with them, people are getting like really so upset. much hate. Like yeah. that person left and blah, blah, blah. So I was trying to be politically correct, but I assumed you were with him. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, he doesn't live here, but he's been living here. Um, yeah. So where where'd you meet him? Actually, um, uh, it has been the sound engineer on my podcast for the last like three and a half years. Um, and then um, we started like working together, like we wrote a script together. We kind of just worked together creatively. And I didn't know he liked me the whole time. But I guess I should have been included when he was a guest on my podcast and brought me flowers and wine. <laughs> like two I years mean, ago. Did <laughs> I you just, just like, think? I was like, oh, he's so polite. He's from the Midwest. <laughs> I just did it. Oh, my God. I'm like, do other guests bring you? No one has. No. Okay. Deandra brought me hard night, good morning stuff. Yeah, like a, that's crazy. I got a big bag of samples, which I love. Yeah. She, I think she was the only guest that ever brought me anything. Really? I don't think. Yeah. brought me cupcakes once. That's yeah, not anyway. bad. Yeah, but no male guest has ever brought me flowers and wine. So maybe I should have known. That should have been a like, you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so when this is over, what are your plans? Just more live touring? Uh, yes. I can't wait to get back on the road. But I gotta, it's hard to reschedule dates because you don't Hopefully. know when this is going to be lifted. So I'm kind of just waiting to see. But yeah, so that, and um, I mean, I've, you know, during the quarantine, I've like found other creative projects like that podcast I'm working on and. I'm kind of, de- I mean, anything voice related, like I might be developing another one too. And yeah, I'm kind of busy. That is really the key. I have been doing, like I've been doing, I mean, I'm still releasing the same. I've been doing more shows per week. Like I think last week I recorded like 12 shows. Oh my God, that's a are, lot. Are not all going to go out. I mean, I'm so, well, you know what it is? I, I release twice a week and now for April, I went to three times a week just to mm-hmm. help people out during quarantine. But yeah, so I'm like, I have so many shows and I started writing a book. Which oh, is so like, congrats. Yeah, it's listen, I've been talking. So, I mean, I'm doing things that I've been talking about for like years, months, day, like just there's literally things I would never be doing if we weren't in quarantine. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of my guests that have come on my show, not to put myself down, they would have come on. But I feel like it is easier to book people now I have found. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Sky. I think people are like definitely reaching out more and stuff too. Like, cause they, yeah. What else are they going to do? So I'm trying to look at the positive aspects of the whole quarantine. Good. So anything else you want to leave us with? Like the show? No, I really did give everyone Rachel stand up, Rachel podcast with Kristen. It was, I gave it great reviews. Detroit was a plus because we had Jenny Jax's sister there who she needs to come. She was going to maybe come on this podcast too in the beginning. And I've just, I have to reach out to her because she's great. She would be she's, funny in a lot of other respects. Yeah. Yeah. She's the glue that holds everything together. <laughs> With Seriously. She's, she's like such the opposite. She's just so normal. Like, well, yeah, she's awesome. was funny too. Cause like, I mean, I was sitting like right next to her and then I was like, you know, I, I need to take a picture with you. This is what I do for a living. And she was like, you want a picture with me? She's like, you understand I'm not Jax. Right. And like, yeah, I, I understand that. But like, here's what I do. And I still need this picture. So just let's do this picture right now. She's like, but I'm not Jax. I'm like, I get it. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. The Bravo verse yeah. is very, 
big like that. It is, for sure, for sure. So anything else you want to leave us with? Uh Just listen to my podcast. Be here for a while on all the places people listen to podcasts. Yeah. It's a great podcast. Everyone should check you out. Where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, It's at Rachel N. O'Brien. It reads like Rachel O'Brien. And Rachel is spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And there's a link to your podcast in there. Yep. Mm -hmm. In the bio. Awesome. Oh, and maybe we'll see you on some of Kristen's book tour dates too, once if 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 that gets rescheduled. Oh that's yeah, kind of, maybe. Yeah, that's kind of all fucked up by this too. Yeah, I so. think so. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, it will get rescheduled, but yeah, it's obviously it was supposed to happen like very soon. So, Seriously. anyways, well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for spending your time. I know you're busy, and I will keep in touch and reach out to me if you need any help with any of that reality stuff. If you don't want to watch all oh the, oh my episodes. god, I'm going to. All right, stay in touch. All right, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.